Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Welcome to the Not So Daily Show. The show comes to you daily, except when it doesn't. I'm your host, Tim McKevin. On today's show, the president is still ducking and diving. Uh, at the moment, Is the Oscars of corruption at the Zuma trial? And Kaiser Chiefs is on the hunt for a new coach. What is your reaction to uh, the news of Kaiser Chiefs changing on Kevin Hunt? I'm not surprised. Same as coach, they are really similar like him. We've got a great show lined up. Stick around. So let's begin with the biggest story from last week. The health minister Zuelim Kize and Digital Vibes. And surprisingly, the weirdest thing about that story is not the name of the company. The Daily Maverick reporting that close associates of Health Minister Zuelim Kize have pocketed about 90 million rand in suspicious payments. This originates from 150 million rand COVID-19 and National Health Insurance Communications contract. Besides there being numerous photos of Health Minister Zuelim Kize and his former associates looking all cozy, he has denied their friendship stronger than St. Peter denied Jesus Christ. I'm also aware that the key narrative that has been uh, has been that, that, that this contract was awarded to my associates and thus inferring that I may have used influence in the awarding of this contract to this said company. I also do not regard any of these individuals whose names have been mentioned publicly as personal friends. But they are, they are certainly my comrades. However, new evidence has emerged that might prove that Minister Zwelim Kiza and his family have indeed benefited from the contract with Digital Vibes. The latest allegation is that Digital Vibes bought a land cruiser for Mkize's son. We've seen uh, additional allegations emerge about uh, a family trust benefiting from, from some of these funds, uh, a company that's controlled by his son uh, 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 receiving funds. So the president was asked about this whole digital vibes dilemma during his press conference with French President Emmanuel Macron. He said that he's going to wait for the SRU to investigate. A completely different tone from the whole ex-Mahashule must step aside to save the party reputational damage. So I'm waiting for the SIU to finish their own report. Uh, there's been a preliminary uh, investigation at the departmental level, and the minister has briefed me, and uh, I'm now waiting to see how the SIU will conclude on this matter. I had a discussion with the minister, and he is cooperating fully and completely on this matter. And what I can say to South Africans is that I'm dealing with this matter. So for me, finding out that Zulim Kize is corrupt was like finding out Barney Stinson was gay. I mean, in 2021, you shouldn't be surprised, but this man literally built his reputation on the straight and narrow. Were you shocked? Bruv, I was so shocked. Like, and it's interesting. I think it was also a bit of um, an eye-opener because mm -hmm. He's been like our knight in shining armor this past year, yeah, right? We've exactly. been looking at him as sort of our hero, the mm -hmm. guy who's going to lead us through this thing. Obviously, the president is sort of yeah, the guy, the guy but it. really was the more informed, because he's a doctor, right? He's yeah, the health minister. Exactly. Bro. So when I heard about all this stuff, it, it was like, damn. 
But at the same time, it's not surprising because at it the end of the day, he's a politician. He's a politician. You know what I yeah, mean? bro, that doctor title. I mean, yeah. we should have learned our lesson after Doctor Two, me, but <laughs> we just keep falling for it. But it's William Kiza, bro. Like people can't believe it, and it's not the first scandal he has. Yeah. But like people always gave him the benefit of the doubt. But with yeah. this one, it's just so crazy because there are photos of him and these two ladies working together, smiling together, and now the article from the Daily Maverick has come out saying that digital vibes before getting this big amount of almost 150 million divided into parts. The only other amount of money they'd had deposited into their account was from another government tender, not from the health ministry though, from COCTA, yeah. which was led by Zulim Kiz at the time. I'm like, bro, even if we believe in coincidences, you know what I mean? come, come on. on, bro. No, like, but it goes to show for me how desperate we are as a country to have leaders that we, we believe in and, yeah. and trust in because we, we, even if like there are signs of foul play or whatever, or corruption, we, we, try. We, we try, you know, we trust and we hold on yeah. until the evidence is just too hard to ignore. So now people are saying you must step aside, but because it's part of the Ramaphosa faction and they are looking like the knight is shining yeah. almost like you said, you know, it, it seems like it's going to be a much like longer debate about him stepping aside. But for me, it's exactly as Mahashule, it's oversight. He's saying that I didn't see it happen. Mahashule says I didn't see it happen. I'm, I, he was, uh, Mahashule was uh, the premier, which is high level, he's the minister. So it's like, it's a similar oversight type yeah. thing. So, yeah. hey, it's gonna... It's like, for me, it's, it's just, they have plausible deniability, but yeah. I think the evidence points to them knowing or at least no, definitely knowing at the very least. At the very least. And at the worst, being involved in, directly being involved yeah. in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But now the evidence is that they paid a company 300,000 rand, and the company is owned by one of Mkize's sons, or Mkize's son. They also helped uh, pay renovations yeah. for a property that's in, uh, owned that by the Zuelim Mkize Trust. trust yeah. So the evidence is just showing. And he's saying, they're not even my friends. I was like, okay, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a tough one. So I was also shocked about Zulim Kiza being corrupt. God was easy. Email evidence and financial data that we, review, that we reviewed shows that over the period May 2015 to February 2016, Zizi Kordwa, who I understand was the ANC spokesman at the time, Chair, received direct payments as well as luxury accommodation with a combined value of more than 2 million rand. Now, Zizi Koda was the spokesperson of the ANC, and then he was fingered by um, Edwin Sodi. When Edwin Sodi was at the commission, he said he's paid Zizi a lot of money. Now they're saying that Zizi has made a lot of money from uh, this EOH deal. But I did say, when the ANC step-aside policy came through, it's only a matter of time until there are no more members in the ANC, because nobody's clean bro and that other minister say, once said we all have our small and because uh, if one starts a uh, throwing every or dirty uh, hanging a uh, dirty linen outside the others are going to say you too have done this and this and that because uh, all of us there in the NEC have our small uh, skeletons and we don't want uh, to take out a uh, all skeletons out because they will be or hell will break loose we thought it was funny but i think she was, was telling her to, she, she was being very direct <laughs> that you all of us one of your you skeletons know? 
But even these guys that you see, exactly, they also have. But I think that's quite. It's been quite obvious. Yeah, it's been quite you obvious, and it's all politicians. Exactly. That's why it's like very people are like, who do you vote for? Do we just not vote because nobody is safe? I mean, I remember the Trevor Noah during Daywalker spoke made a joke about the. DA saying you need to investigate the Guptas, you need to investigate the ANC and the Guptas. And then when they look, they realize the Guptas are even giving the DA money. So it's like, there's one of your skeletons are all over. They're all over. Yeah. It feels like the moment you get into politics, politics. or rather, the only way into it politics po- exactly. is to the somehow room. be involved in stuff. Because, because, and it makes sense because the people in power will sort of make sure that you coming into power, they can control you in some way. In some way, exactly. So they'll get you involved in things or they'll just make sure they have some kind of dirt on you or something. Exactly. Mm. And if you're too clean, they probably won't trust you enough yeah, to bring you into the <laughs> inner circles. Yeah, but that being said, there's still levels to this game. The Zuma trial, so a star-studded lineup of corruption-accused politicians from Zuma and Zuma Jr., a.k.a. Duduzani, to Ace Mahashule, Malusi Gigawa, and many more. Mr. Zuma Jr., just the essence, how do you feel about the readiness of your father's case and knowing that he's represented by senior counsel advocate Dalimpo Fi at this point? A lot of the media um, to design not Mr. Zuma Jr., uh, number one. And uh, number two, whatever his decision is, his game plan, he has to stick with it and all the best of them, whichever legal rep- representation he uses. Thank you very much, Mr. Jacob Zuma Jr., the son of uh, former President Jacob Zuma. <laughs> Zuma has been on trial for the arms deal since, I think, 2000 and... or the late 90s. Okay, this makes sense because I, I read an article that was like, um, Zuma's decades-long yeah, trial. Yeah, And at the, uh, in the beginning, I was confused because I was like, decades? Because I thought it was late 2000s. Yeah, it's been. Shabir Sheikh got convicted for it, yes. went to jail, came out from uh, what do you call Sickness it for health reasons yeah. and has lived a long life Zuma even became president came out of being president while um, the, from when it started but as Zuma describes it But isn't it funny how Zuma always has the same approach to all his like, cases? The magistrate or the judge is is uh, <laughs> is compromised. I, I am fine, but the judge, there's something wrong with the judge. But it makes sense, right? Because he knows he's guilty. I mean, is I, I, guilty? I feel, okay, I feel like, look, I'm not without be trying to be politically correct, like looking at all the evidence, yeah. I would be, I'm inclined to say he's probably guilty. Yeah. And I feel like when you are guilty, your only defense then is to, instead of trying to prove yourself innocent, is to show how the people who are trying to convict you are, are compromised in some yeah. way because then you remove the spotlight from yourself to them. So you try and get judges to recuse themselves and all this stuff. 
you know what I mean? So I feel like it makes sense that that's the strategy, especially yeah. when you think about how it starts to elongate or prolong yeah. the process. Yeah. You, you add so much red tape. I mean, already cases take forever. Yeah. So when you add everything else, it just it, it could go on for 30, 30 years, you know, three decades. Yeah. In one of his um, appeals just now, where he was appealing um, to Lima Doncella's uh, state capture report, he he now just got um they just struck that case of the role and they've charged him with all the legal costs which are like amount yeah. to like 10 million yeah. and he's already got like 25 million <laughs> in legal costs bro like it's, it's that guy has i feel like he he has a plan he's 80 years old i think <laughs> i think i know his plan <laughs> i think we all know what the plan is i think i know his plan because i was i was sorry to cut you off yeah. but I was talking to a friend about um, about like we're talking about DMX and how like musicians because I was like okay it's it's funny how like musicians always let's say someone like DMX you mm-hmm. go for so long without dropping new music and I'm like why aren't you dropping music and then you pass away or you, they drop a posthumous album yeah. right and then he told me he was like it's also a, a, a strategy because you know that your music will feed your family. Mm. So sometimes holding on to that music uh, sort of guarantees that if if anything happens to you, your family will still be able to eat off this the music. new music that yeah. you know the world hasn't heard before and a sort of guarantee to sell. If you're not like popping as much as you used to, your death will probably make you, yeah. you know, a little popular yeah. again. Your family can eat. Yeah. So I feel like it's sort of similar strategies with, with politicians where yeah. we're, we're looking at the guy like, yeah, he must be convicted, yeah. whatever, but they're sometimes thinking ahead. Like, Yo. Yeah, now Zuma can't, literally can't afford to be convicted because the Zuma name not being convicted helps guys like Duduzani now he's trying to run for president you know there's so many things aligned to it whereas when you taint it with somebody being convicted <clears throat> a lot of benefits go away I mean I think Zuma is still being protected by the state or should be as a former president in some things I know they've cut off his funding for his, his, tri- his uh, trials and, and all the court stuff but they still technically are looking after him now if you get convicted there's a chance that those things fall away and the likes. I think it's a similar thing in America with Trump. Um, yeah, Trump still has private security, even though he's living at his private residence in Mar-a-Lago. But as a former president, yeah, that, that comes with it. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the most interesting things about Zuma's appearance in court this past week is that his legal counsel was joined by a new surprising face, Dalimpov, who previously tweeted that Esma Khashule translated says, we will follow Zuma no matter where he goes. And Dali replied, that's a good idea because Zuma is going straight to jail. And today, Dalimpov is representing both Esma Khashule and Jacob Zuma, which is something that Prophet Julius Malema actually predicted. Dali, we might wake up tomorrow, Dali, we are representing Zuma. There's nothing the EFF can do about it. There's nothing the EFF can do about it. But speaking of Julius Malema, he clearly had more important things to worry about this past week. It's been a tough start to the fourth session of the fifth Pan-African Parliament. Since last week, heated debates over the presidency saw threats being exchanged by some members. Today, it became physical. 
be too civilized to act in that manner. This is not good of you. It is not very well of you. Hey bro, for me, politicians just keep showing us that like grown-ups are not, well, we are grown-ups, but like they are not really people to look up to. Like, uh, yeah, don't put, a, put them on a pedestal. Yeah, don't, don't put them on a pedestal. Yeah. But Judas Malema, as much as a politician, he seems to be an entertainer as well. I think some of these things is just doing it to like rally people up, get people talking. Yeah, yeah I agree because I was watching something recently where this, uh, it's like, it's a series, it's called mm. The Boys. And there was a moment in which this lady told someone, you have, uh, you have followers, I have soldiers. Mm. Um, and she was basically talking about the way they, they were both public figures. And she was saying um, the way they play politics is very different. The way she does it, he wants people to love him. She, she goes out and she gets people angry. Mm. And when she gets people angry, they act. Uh, Whereas people who are just like con complain, not complacent but content, yeah, um, are less likely to like you know rise up and do stuff. So I feel like Julius employs the same tactics where uh, he he riles people up. Right. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? I think yeah. That's a, yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's an EFF tactic. Yeah. And to some extent, it does work. Yeah. Well, I think Julius is just a big baby. But <laughs> staying with babies, uh, DJ Dimples might be having a new baby. <laughs> DJ Dimples might be having a baby, and uh, I know we laugh, but apparently we should not be laughing because DJ Dimples. <laughs> nah, we're not supposed to laugh, bro. G DJ Dimple says he was raped by this 21-year-old that took advantage of him after he had a little bit too much to drink. He and a young lady apparently had unprotected sex on a night that DJ Dimples was super drunk. DJ Dimples has since laid charges of rape against this girl. Do you think a man can be raped, bro? Yeah, definitely possible. Yeah. Um, it's not... Uh, we, we feel like it, it's not a common thing, but probably happens more than we realize mm. and it's just you know because of the ideas of masculinity most men probably won't admit, admit it. yeah so it's definitely possible whether that's the case here i, I don't know i can't say <laughs> yeah that's what is very interesting because according to the speculations and the rumors and what this girl has put out they apparently slept together the night before and the morning after and um you know it, it's weird because I, I totally agree. I think for this girl to continuously say how drunk this man was and then sleep with him, having unprotected sex and um, eventually making a baby, um, yeah, it seems very rapey. It feels very rapey. If I had to liken it to the ladies of my case, um, when, when this Java, this Java's fans would say, how does Java rape a girl he's dating and how do they have sex and continue dating after he's raped her? I think that argument um, which the people that said that were wrong. Uh, not to say whether well, Java was guilty or not, but incidents do happen and because of attachment issues, because of very various issues, people don't just walk away. Yeah. So, but DJ Dimple sleeping with his girl the previous night and in the morning, again, it does make the situation a bit confusing yeah. as to like really... Murky. Yeah, it, make, it makes it very murky, but damn, it's just... <laughs> it's a lot to do with. <laughs> Yeah, hey, look, we, sh we, sh we technically shouldn't be laughing because rape is a serious thing. But yeah, as you said, you can't really tell 
what actually happened. Happened. And hey man, it's not it's not really our place. Like yeah. they must sort their things out. Yeah, but that being said, I think you know, they it shows that there's like a very big responsibility for our drinking that we need to take as a society. True. I mean, um, for stories like this to come out, obviously it's been taken more serious when it's the females because they say rape, you know, rape is such a big deal, which it is. But now that it, it happened to a man, I think it opens an easier platform to talk about how much, like, you know, just excessive drinking and like just a very carefree attitude leads to so many like unwanted um, repercussions. And now, unfortunately, the unwanted thing is a baby. It's a baby. A whole human being. A whole human being, bro. Like, imagine if this baby actually does make it to the world and sees their existence being discussed you on social I mean? media. I mean, the internet is forever. The internet is forever. So it's very, very possible. 15 years later, yeah. like, whenever the kid has a phone or whatever. They're like, yo, my boy, do you see? When, <laughs> this is when they decided to keep you. <laughs> your mom wanted gym membership in exchange for your life. Imagine. We laugh, but... It's yeah, it's it's definitely hectic that yeah. such a such a casual uh, encounter can, can lead, lead to two people being bound together for, forever, forever. Exactly, it's, it's yeah. hectic. So yeah, it should definitely open up a platform to discuss these things. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly, bro. So yeah, dude, yeah, it is forever. But one thing that isn't forever is Gavin Hunt's employment at Kaiser Chiefs. <laughs> After leading Kaiser Chiefs to their worst finish in so many years, Gavin Hunt has been sacked by the Kaiser Chiefs management. Uh, last year, Kaiser Chiefs finished second in the log uh, behind Sundowns and uh, they fired their coach and now they're like, I think, 10th or 12th in the log. Oh, yeah, which goes to show when you finish second to a blesser, you must just accept it. Like, <laughs> don't go beat yourself up and go make changes to your personality. Just be like, it's fine. Just take the L. Just take the take L. The L improve. Improve. You know, work on yourself. Work on yourself. <laughs> Come back stronger. <laughs> Come back stronger, bro. Yeah, like, as funny as that is, it's the same situations in England. Uh, Manchester United finished second. They're celebrating. They finished second to Manchester City. Yeah. A blesser is a blesser. Yeah, bro. You must, you must understand where you are in comparison <laughs> to these other teams. Man City, I mean, Man United knows where they've been where in they've the past been, few years. Exactly. So I feel like number two is worth celebrating. Yeah. Now you just need to work to the work next goal. Exactly. Mm. Man City, bro, they've been been blessing exactly the guys that blesser thing was a joke don't take no else to no places <laughs> yeah and that is the end of the show guys uh do stay tuned don't forget to like subscribe drop a comment and tell a friend about it we're still shooting at three camel road right here in craigavon four ways so do join us at team coffee also do drop a comment and tell us what you guys think about this William Kize and digital vibe situation is it exactly the same as Ace Mahashule and should William Kize be asked to step aside or should we wait for the SIU to investigate and find out what they uncover till next week cheers <laughs>